salutations and shit folks welcome 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 to another episode of travel and shit your new favorite travel podcast where i your host d carrie and my lovely little co-host the pup binks if you're watching on the youtubes her cuteness is unmatched um but i your host d carrie have a conversation about how travel is so much more than vacation. And this week I would like to start off by saying hello to one of my top listeners, Raven, the good sis has been listening for quite some time and to um, quite a few of the episodes. So good sis, appreciate you. Thank you very much for your support. And thank you to all of you guys for all of your support for listening to travel and shit. And if you're new, welcome to the fam. So, um, other than that, just going to jump right in and get to the point of this week's episode, confidence. So I've mentioned in a few episodes in the past that travel has given me the opportunity to experience myself in a variation of different ways when I am intentional about, you know, how I'm connecting and who I am as a person and um, how I am interacting in the relationships that I have with my friends and family back at home. Um, pause, shout out to the new setup. I am slowly building out a home studio and this is a beginning. So I'm a little bit excited about that. Uh, if you would like to see what that looks like, head over to the YouTube and uh, watch this episode. You can get to the YouTube by... Um, just going to travelandshippodcast.com and go to episodes. You'll get a direct link to the episode itself or to, um, well, to the episode itself on YouTube. It's easy to find there because otherwise you wouldn't be hearing this message if you couldn't find a link to the episode already, right? Good point, D. Anyway, confidence. If I am being intentional about how I am connecting with myself and my experience of myself while I am traveling, I feel as if I'm, I gotta, I kind of want to say it's like, um, a life cheat code, if you will. It's like a, a hack to, uh, a different level of self-awareness. And it's a tool that I use for my own personal growth that I have for quite some time been advocating for you guys to try as well. And I have a very special treat coming up. I've got a course that I've been creating with a host of really, really dynamic black women in different mediums of wellness. And the course is designed to give you a a guide, if you will. It's us holding your hand and helping you as a traveler connect with yourself in a different way for a week and it's perfect for while you're traveling. These are really small ways and impactful ways that you can use different modalities of wellness to help you be in touch with how you are experiencing yourself while you're abroad. You don't need to bring anything extra. It's right here for you. So uh, definitely be sure to sign up for the mailing list. There's a link to that on travelandshippodcast.com so that you can get your free copy when that is available. That being said, This week, I will be talking to you all, you good peoples, about how I personally feel some of the different trips that I have been on have helped me develop my own confidence. And um, by confidence, I don't necessarily mean, let's see, confidence can really 
show itself in a lot of different ways, right? There is confidence in your job, confidence in a, you know, topic of discussion, confidence in relationships. There's confidence in, um, your self and your appearance, self-esteem and, you know, all those different variations of types of confidence, right? So there's tons of different ways with which you can develop your confidence. It's just a matter of what type of confidence you want to build, right? And I feel that if you're having difficulty with confidence, that's a good place to start. Choose a, pick a niche, you know, you don't have to build it all overnight. You don't have to, you know, um, build Rome in one sitting, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this huge grandiose, um, awakening, if you will, it can, it can be getting things accomplished in small doses that absolutely aid to you being able to appreciate where you are with self a little bit more. So one way that I built my confidence, like at home, for example, is learning new tasks at work. I try to make myself available to learning to do a lot of different things that I don't know how to do, whether it be something that I don't necessarily have to know how to do, or if it's something that I don't um, necessarily do often, I absolutely try my best to volunteer for those opportunities. Um, I'm not saying that the kid is going out of my way to do, you know, shit that don't got nothing to do with me. But if an opportunity arises for me to, you know, do something a little bit different than the norm, sign me the fuck up, right? For me, that has developed my workplace confidence in the aspect of I may not be great at everything, but I promise you, if you put me anywhere, I'll succeed. You know what I mean? Like there's not really anything that I can't, well, that's a lot. There's plenty of shit that I can't do. But when it comes to my job task as a whole, there's a lot of different things that I can do. Not to say that I'm going to be great at all of them, but I can fake it through the day, right? So for me personally, that gives me confidence at work. And I find that if I think about all the different ways that I have found that I've become more confident, it has generally come from me putting myself in a place where I'm trying something new. And I think what that in particular does is give me the opportunity to uh, trust myself a little bit more. I'm able to see that... Um, because I guess you could say I didn't die or because I was successful or any chance you get to possibly get something right, I think is a really great opportunity for you to build your confidence. And in the way that I see how I do it at home and the way that I see I do it abroad, it starts to make sense. So I know that I guess you can say I've got a, a learning style or a personal development style. And for me, doing new shit. So that's how I do it at work, right? In terms of, I guess, let's think of another home way. I mean, 
Home is the only thing. In terms of like the podcast in and of itself, guess and check. There's a ton of shit that I don't know. And there are a million different sources of information. You've got a million different ways to get information. There are different sources and you could Google till your damn eyes fall out. But what I have found for me that my best confidence builder is when I either fail or succeed at something, but it's in the doing. It's me actively taking a step and even if I am not as successful as I may have intended to be at the task, me getting it done or me getting to a point where I can say, okay, well, I know it doesn't work. That for me builds my confidence. So similar, similarly to the way that I learn at home through you know, just doing it, trying new things, Bermuda, first trip. It was, I want to say by accident, I want to say by accident, but I kind of feel like it was maybe divine intervention, right? Said this a million times before, supposed to be in Martinique, didn't work out. There was an accident. Uh, something hit the plane while it was land, while the plane was grounded, grounded in Martinique. So they had to reschedule my flight. They were going to put me on a bus to Boston and fly me out from there. And I was initially supposed to arrive there a day later. Wasn't good enough for me. So I canceled the trip and the next day, um, went to sleep. Now, mind you, I'd gotten the call that it was being canceled at like four o'clock in the morning. Um, and I had like a 8 AM, uh, you know, like a maybe 10 o'clock or something flight. Cause if I think I would have been probably heading out. But all that being said, last minute, got a call that morning, said the flight wasn't going to happen. I ended up canceling it that morning, went to sleep, woke up maybe by one o'clock in the afternoon. I booked Bermuda. Went on my mom's advice that between Bermuda and Mexico, she said, I've done Bermuda. I think you'll love it. Ended up in Bermuda, packed for 85, 90 degree weather. It ended up being like 65 degrees high most of the days i had one day that was like 71 degrees ran my little ass to the beach had a great chilly time but it was beautiful because vacation right so i learned so much on that trip and what i think my primary lesson and my primary confidence booster in that experience was figuring everything out on the fly i absolutely had nothing planned when I landed. I didn't have any excursions. Thankfully, I hadn't booked any of the excursions that I wanted to do while I was in Martinique. So I hadn't lost out on any money. Uh, But when I got to Bermuda, I still had nothing planned. And I'd gotten there uh, January, wanna say 2017. January off season, nothing beach wise, of course, at. 65, 70 degrees, nothing was open. So all of the fun in the sun things that I thought I'd be doing at that time didn't happen. So I basically used what I would have wanted to do in terms of it not being water uh, by means of stuff in the, the local area. I'm really, really into black history in any country that I go to. And there is 
a wealth of information that I was able to come across and different, you know, points around the island that have um, pieces of historical context, uh, historical interest, if you will. And so I basically took the outline of a bunch of different tours that I would have booked and paid for and figured out how to get to all those places by myself. Hopped on the bus and ran around town. Same thing with like any, um, what do you call it? Um, tour that I would have booked or any, um, arrangement I would have made with the hotel or a travel agency or whatever that I could think. Cause mind you, this was my first time leaving the country. So I hadn't done a thing. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. That being said, shout out to Miss Joyce. She absolutely took, she was like, I guess you could say the activities coordinator, um, at the Grotto Bay beach resort. I want to say is the full name, but I stayed at Grotto Bay in, um, Bermuda. It was about maybe three miles max from the airport. It was right on the other side of a really long bridge. And she went out of her way to list a lot of points of interest that she thought I may be interested in. She told me about a museum. She called the museum, asked him to stay open late for me. She, she did a lot of, you know, real like family shit. You know what I mean? Like I felt like she was really looking out for me like an auntie kind of thing. And I'm still all these years into my travel experiences. I'll never forget Miss Joyce. And I'm very grateful for her contribution to me just really being able to enjoy traveling. And with her help and me just getting on the apps, Googling and finding out what things of interest and places of interest were around the area that I would be able to access, I figured I had an incredible time. I spent the week walking around the island. I stayed at actually a, a really beautiful resort. There was, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, there was a cave system, did a lot of random exploring. That was a confidence booster. I'm a city girl. I've never been in a cave in my life. And I absolutely went in the cave by myself and explored. I had a good freaking time. And the being able to, you know, tackle different experiences that I wouldn't be able to do home by myself was a real, I don't want to say an ego boost in the sense that, you know, I felt I was like hot shit or like can't fuck with me kind of thing. But it was more of a, oh, like you're capable of more than what you kind of, I don't want to say expected of yourself, but you're capable of doing so much more than what you would somewhat conceive of. Not in a fashion of this in particular, like walking through a cave being anything, um, you know, extraordinary or outlandish or wildly, um, or I guess inherently special in and of itself. It's just that I never would have envisioned myself walking through a cave, but presented with the opportunity, although I was fearful to a degree, I stepped past that fear and actually completed the task at hand. I did it, you know, in a manner that I felt was as safe as I could make it and as still fun and authentic to my personality as it was, you know, going to be like, I didn't take on the experience the way I necessarily thought I should take it. Like I didn't make it look like I thought it should look. I just went into it in a sense of this is some shit I've never done. And it's something I have the opportunity to, to try what makes me comfortable each step of the way. 
And having that experience, being able to go through that is kind of like another example of, I guess, finding the joy in the journey, like being able to acknowledge the the growth in the process and it not necessarily just being on the other side of accomplishing the goal, right? Or on the other side of um, achievement. It's not in the acquisition of anything. It's not necessarily in the completion, but it was like, oh, like, so the juice is actually me having the guts to actually do the shit. And it's me actually being in the midst of the fear and doing the thing, right? That in that experience, it was one of those, oh shit, like enjoy the process. It's not always about the end, right? Because at the end you're out. It's good. You want to make it out, right? Like you want that to be part of your end story. But I say all that to say that that was one of the first travel experiences that I can absolutely say was a confidence booster in that specific, I guess, instance of confidence or that experience of confidence. And just the figuring everything out kind of last minute and not allowing an entirely new plan at the very last minute derail everything. So it's, there was nothing planned about this. It's, I showed up and went with it. It was a very, and this was my first time leaving the country. It, it was just a total show up without a plan. Huh? So uh, I think it was episode three or episode six. I had my friend, uh, Terry O shout out to Terry. Uh, <laughs> I was saying that I wanted to try that traveling like Terry, where you just kind of show up and have no itinerary. And I have done it already. I tried to do it again in London. That's also, I guess that would be like an honorable mention. It's not on my list here, but London would be an honorable mention in a weird way of confidence builder. But okay, so I didn't realize that I had been more of a, I'd had the spontaneous travel experience. So I guess I'll have to backtrack on that desire to do something new in that fashion, but it is what it is. Let's see. Next one. Ha, Costa Rica. That was a fun confidence booster. Not exactly fun. That was probably one of the scarier <laughs> instances. And it's only scarier, but scarier because I'm very non-confrontational. I'm really a kind of, all right, that's, I guess that's what it's going to be then, right? Okay, cool. I'll kind of go with the flow and don't really like to uh, fight the system, if you will. I am absolutely more protective of other people, if especially this is somebody that I care about whether they be a friend or a family member, I will pounce. But you could kind of just, I don't know what that is. I, I i don't know. I'm working on finding a therapist. We'll get there. But for now, I don't know why, not in the sense that I feel as if I would leave myself unprotected, but I feel as if sometimes I will protect or advocate for others before I do so for myself. But when I went to Costa Rica, that was the first time I'd experienced having to like vocally have to advocate for myself 
when somebody tried to get over on me. So when I arrived, the room that they gave me was not what I paid for. I paid for a suite with a balcony, right? That's what was advertised on the, uh, I want to say I probably booked in, well, with Expedia. And the pictures looked one way. When I got there, they put me on a first floor room in the parking lot, basically. Like as soon as I walked out the door, I was in the parking lot. And I went inside and the room itself was nice. But, um, you know, it was a suite in a sense. It had like a, I think it had a kitchen in it. Or was this the one that, I don't know. There was something that this room had that the one I ended up getting didn't have. And I feel like the room that I did have, did have a kitchen. But long of the short, I got in the room and I was like, this isn't, this wasn't what I paid for. And I was wildly nervous the whole time through because I had no idea what this guy's response would be, right? I didn't know if there was... um know a different cultural norm of do women um are women viewed a certain way here i know in a bunch of countries and a lot of you know different cultures i don't want to say women are exactly second class citizens but women aren't exactly um perceived to be at least my experience from the outside looking in let me say that women aren't always seen as you know I guess, primary decision makers in certain instances. And so I didn't know what the fuck I was walking into. I'm in a whole different country. I got nobody on my team and I'm just hoping for the best here. And I told them, this isn't, this isn't going to work. This isn't, no, I'm not, this isn't where I'm going to stay. And then also I didn't know if this person would try to retaliate against me. I don't know. So now are you going to creep into my room when I'm not here? Are you going to have, you know, housekeeping, go through my shit. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those situations where I wasn't sure if I should say anything because I didn't know what would come of it. But I spoke up and I said that this isn't what I paid for. I booked a suite and I needed to have a balcony. And that's one of the things, that's another thing that I'll suggest. Know what your non-negotiables are in terms of your um, bookings so that if they are not met, you can have a, I guess you could say an easier transition or an easier time making decisions. I'm also very fucking indecisive. It takes me forever to make a decision. But I knew that a balcony, a view after my experience in Bermuda, non-negotiable. If you have one, that's where you're putting me, right? So I told the gentleman, this isn't going to work. And he tried to at first be like, yeah, well, we don't have, I said, I'll show you my booking and here we stand in this room. These two are not the same. We're going to have to do something. And took me upstairs. Mind you, the whole time he's very nice. Went upstairs and it still wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting a private balcony and this was more of a shared balcony. It was one of those, the hallway is outside. But they had a really nice setup so that it was, you know, covered top. They were really nice. It was a, actually a very nice balcony. And every unit had um, furniture outside. So you had like two chairs, like really comfortable, like wicker chairs with cushions and a table. And they absolutely would serve you your breakfast outside. So it was not what I perceived, but what I paid for. So that experience... And then, you know, like that having that little 
going back and forth and having to speak up when I was absolutely nervous to another confidence built bo- uh, booster. It is a very tangible, concrete experience that I can pull back on that says you can speak up for yourself and you can advocate for yourself and get what it is that you want. Simple, right? But sometimes when you don't have those examples of personal experience to pull from, you can fall into that space of, well, they're not going to say yes to me for whatever reason you tell yourself for. They're not going to agree to do X, Y, and Z because it's me. But what can also happen is they do give you what you want. They do say yes, but you're not going to know until you fucking say something, right? And I'm so glad that I absolutely spoke up for myself because now I know that I can speak up for myself and I can get what it is that I am asking for or what I am demanding because I can, because I've had it happen before. And for me, I only need that one good time. That's it. And I was able to do that without it having happened before. So if I'm presented with another opportunity that feels a little bit different than that, than that experience that I had, I've already been through an experience where I was, you know, a little apprehensive to do it and it came out with a good resolution. So I got the one in my pocket. The card is there. I'm going to pull that card and I now am not as hesitant to speak up in some situations. I haven't had that situation come up again. I've, for the most part, everything that I can say I've booked has met my expectations. I'm also much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not stringent or anything, but I'm more particular, if you will about where I stay. I haven't stayed. I don't stay at many hotels. I'm usually an Airbnb girl. And when I tell you, baby, I pour through those reviews. That is absolutely what I, uh, finish making my, I finalize my decision based on reviews. It starts with pictures. It starts with your description. Then it goes to the description and the reviews are either going to make or break the case. It's either going to make or break it. So what's the next one I have here? Okay, so next I have Cuba. Cuba was a confidence builder because one, I don't speak Spanish. I understand a little bit of it. I can mm, say some things that I need to, you know, some sentiments I need to express, Um, you know, basically asking certain questions or having like a response in some instances, again, Poquito, muy poquito. Um, But there's also very limited cell service. You have to be in a cell phone park to have Wi-Fi to access your cellular device. And I ended up somehow fucking that up. I'd say maybe day three of six days or so. It was about midway through and I don't know what I did. Thankfully I bought, here's another pro tip. If you're not going to financially gain in a relatively, I don't want to say exponential way, but if you can stand to not gain the money and you've got uh spare phones, keep them. 
because when I travel, I like to bring what I consider, I, I bring my burners. I like to have a backup phone with me charged and, you know, it's only going to work on Wi-Fi anyway. So if I lose my phone, if it's stolen, if it gets damaged, if anything happens, I have a backup. And if I know, for example, I'm just needing a phone for photos and I can't make any cell phone, I can't make any calls, I can't access, you know, all I'm going to, if all I'm doing is moving on Wi-Fi anyway, I would much rather leave my, you know, everyday phone, like my phone phone in the room or, you know, in my luggage and bring my older phone with me because it'll absolutely work on Wi-Fi and it'll absolutely still take photos. So, or if I'm going to do something and I'm afraid of losing the phone, or if I'm going like to the beach, especially, and I know that, all right, well, as much as I like to stay quiet and try to blend in, if I'm like made as a tourist, if you will, or if somebody just tries to run my shit, all right, you got it. But I also have like, you know, another option, but somehow I managed to, I don't know if I put in the wrong password or I did something wrong. And so for, I want to say the last couple of days, maybe three days of the trip, I was not able, I was only able to get onto Wi-Fi. I think maybe once or twice again, don't know what I did, but it was one of those. I just was able to check in. Hey ma, I'm alive. I'm good. And you realize that although while you're home, you live with your phone to your hip. You have it for all the resources. You have all the answers at your fingertips. All the answers are at your disposal. I didn't have that. I was able to just figure shit out. You are able to just work with writing. It looked kind of like old school, right? If you know that you need to pick up, like get to a certain location, write it down on paper, or you make sure that it's accessible in your notepad. You take a ton of screenshots. You do everything that you need to do while you're in Wi-Fi, and then you like on news, go to God, and you just go about your day. You don't have to stay attached to your phone. And like I mentioned, I have a shit poor sense of direction, and I'm always lost. So instead of being able, my silly ass didn't download the maps beforehand. Another pro tip, you can download the maps um, before you go to an area so that even without service, you're able to use the uh, maps to navigate. But I didn't do that. And so I had to ask questions in broken Spanish and try to have people help me. Thankfully, I downloaded um, the I downloaded Spanish in Google Translate, so I was able to translate without Wi-Fi. But, you know, some people that I was asking for help were hesitant to use the phone because they're like, there's no Wi-Fi. Don't bother me with the phone. What do you want me to do? So they're just like, mm. And so if no one is trying to read what it is you're saying in English, in Spanish, and if you're having a hard time making sure you're understanding all of it, you got to think on the fly. You retain what you can. You type it in, look it up, and figure it out. And guess what? I am here right now. So that means I found my way back to the airport at least. Yeah, so that taught me that even different language, you can figure it out. When I am, a lot of the times you don't 
know that you can do something because you haven't done it. And you might doubt that you'd be able, I don't say you doubt that you'd be able to do it. It just doesn't cross your mind as something that, well, why would I need to know how to do that? Right. But it's like, boom, here's a new skill set. Figure like you can figure out where you're going in almost any fucking where. So that was another confidence booster because let me tell you, I feel like I was lost for about maybe an hour or two. Y'all, I was walking in circles. And half of those circles were aided. Like they were, I was being guided. Like I was asking a bunch of different people for different, like for help. But because I was only understanding half of what they were saying, it was only halfway useful. So yeah, I was making a bunch of, yeah, it was a time. But I made it out. And it was in turn a confidence booster because also it wasn't just that one experience. You also learn to somewhat trust that inner gut also. While I was say navigating in, um, it wasn't old Havana. It was like, I guess you could say, I guess on the outskirts, like, you know, if this is old Havana here, it's like the space outside all Havana. It was a little more um, commercial, if you will. And as opposed to nostalgic, it had more like shops and parks and cafes and restaurants. Um, anyway, I was thankfully put in a cab by one of the tour guides that I'd been with earlier. But I think I got out to do something or no, it came to trying to pay for the taxi ride. And in my gut, I knew homie was not giving me back the right change, or I felt like he wasn't giving me back the right change. But it was one of those situations where it's just like, but did you get where you need to go? Are you hurting for anything? Like, you got it, right? You're good. Are you broke? Cool. And it was another instance where... um was that Cuba? Yeah, that was Cuba. I had one taxi driver who kept trying to push up on me. And it was just like that whole, uh, like, you have a boyfriend thing. And I'm just like, bro, I'm good. Like, thank you. And he kept trying to touch my leg. And I'm just like, bro, I'm good. Absolutely had him drop me off like three blocks away from where I was staying. Let's not get ridiculous while we out there, ladies. Um, and the brothers out there, because I'm certain they will victimize y'all too if that's their thing, right? But that being said, little things like nobody needs to know where you're staying. So you can absolutely drop me off. If somebody makes you uncomfortable, don't let them drop you off in front of your house. Let them drop you off a couple blocks away. And if all, if you're safe a couple blocks away, it was still daytime. So I knew that I'd be able to get out and take like an S loop to get to the block that I needed to stay out. Cause there was no way I was gonna let that motherfucker know where I was at. That being said, I learned in a few different scenarios what the right move for me in that scenario was going to be. And those were instances where you, in hindsight, could see, okay, well, if I had responded this way, this could have happened. Or if I had responded that way, okay, this may have been much easier or this could have been so much more difficult. Lots of different ways that you can kind of look at it. But 
All that being said, for me in those in that experience of Cuba, I feel as if I can look back on some of those instances and see how I was able, or I can see where my intuition like awakened itself, if you will. I can see, I can feel, I can still remember quite viscerally (laughs) the feelings that I felt in those two instances, like the confusion about the currency exchange and like the cash in the money exchange in the taxi and then taxis and then the asshole driver that I had before. So yeah, those were confidence boosters in the sense that one, you can absolutely be lost and figure it out um, in terms of when I was walking in circles. And two, even in your interactions with people that you may not understand completely in terms of communicate, like conversation, you can still understand what you're trying to communicate to yourself, if that makes sense, right? Listening to your intuition, trusting your responses to external stimuli, trusting that you'll be able to make the right decisions to keep yourself safe. So that was a trip that was quite confidence boosting in that sense. And I would say to wrap it up, Rome. Rome was quite the confidence booster because I want to say that was probably one of the first destinations that I um, went to where I, oh, I took a bus in Bermuda, but Bermuda was much easier to navigate on the bus. Rome, not so much. Shit's in English in Bermuda. Rome, it's not. So I don't speak Italian at all. And I don't speak Spanish fluently enough for the certain similarities in Italian and Spanish to really be beneficial for me. Um, Some things you can kind of make out just because they are in, um, you know, other context clues like uh, name over a door is obviously going to be, you know, exit. And you see the word exit in whatever language uh, is most prevalently, prevalently spoken in an area when you get to the airport. So that's another way to figure it out. Like if you're in the airport and you don't speak the language that you're in, you can either look at whatever characters or symbols are used. And if you've got a photo, mem- photo, a photo, Jesus, if you have a photographic memory, God bless you, you can remember what said symbol is so that you can kind of, you know, identify it outside or, um, what is it like sorte? Um, I think that's, I don't know what language it's in, but I know it's a S A R T I E or O or something of the fashion. I know it when I see it is what I'm trying to express to you. That being said, that was one of the first times that I, and I hate the bus. I don't take the bus in New York. I will ride your train all day. I will even, I'd much rather drive, but I do not like the bus because I can't see the street signs and you're flying by the street signs. And I don't know where the stop is in relation to the street sign that I have to go to. So if I know I have to go to Smith street, but I don't know where on this route Smith street is. And you're telling me Smith street isn't even smell spelled. I can even read what Smith street says in whatever language I'm in long of the short, I navigated the fucking bus system, got off and Another one of those things uh, where I was saying, I want to say it was Trastevere, Trastevere, 
I know I'm not pronouncing it correctly. I was actually speaking to a woman from Naples this morning and I said the town and she was just like, she said it a different way. And she said, I think that's what you mean, but I'm not really sure. So I know I'm saying the shit wrong, but there's a shit ton of cobblestone and having a carry-on suitcase, very difficult to navigate. So not only are you looking down at me, not only am I looking down at my phone trying to navigate with the map, what direction to go to get to the Airbnb, I'm making mad noise. So as much as I like to be as inconspicuous as possible, that was not an option because I've got a backpack, phone I'm looking for directions, and this dragging of the suitcase over the cobblestones. So it made me so, so wildly uncomfortable, but it was one of those situations where you got to fight through it, right? You're not going to leave your bag someplace and then figure out where you're going and then come back and get like, you know what I mean? It's just like, what are your options? Do it. That's what the option is. So it's, it's, getting through uncomfortable situations. It's trying to maybe make eye contact with someone on the bus that looks like they want to help and asking them, you know, where is this? Like, do you speak English? Or having to Google how to say where or when in the language that is spoken in the area that you're in. And then trying to see if they, and you say like four you find ways to communicate with people, but it's that speaking up, right? If you're, uh, I'm a, I don't mind speaking to other tourists and I don't mind speaking to locals in small doses, but although I am a Leo, I absolutely hate being the center of attention. I do not like to stand out. I would much rather, I would much rather, um, just kind of be around the peripheral. I'm more of a people watcher. Um, so, you know, looking lost is something that I absolutely avoid. I don't, I don't know if it's to my detriment. Thankfully it's not been to my detriment, detriment, but I absolutely avoid all semblance of looking like I don't belong just because I, don't ever want to look like someone can, you know, easily target me and, um, you know, kind of play on me not knowing where I'm going. So that being said, I figured it out. I made it through the very uncomfortable experience of trying to navigate where I'm going loudly. And once I dropped everything off, settled in, you know, got the lay to land and mapped out and planned what I wanted to do with my days, I did miles and miles of walking. And, you know, I am, I may be slim, I may be a little small, but um, don't let that let you think that I'm too, too much in shape. I was really, really proud of the amount of walking that I was able to accomplish. It's like you kind of push yourself to your, you know, physical limits. And it wasn't like, you know, any kind of wild, uh, you know, adventure hike or anything like that. Bali was shit that I, I should add that to the list as a confidence booster because 
what is it? Mount Bantor. We hiked up Mount Bantor. Excuse, it was mid, was it a midnight hike? No, I think they picked me up at midnight. We did like a, we were at the top of the mountain to catch the sunrise. Absolutely beautiful, except that it was very cloudy. So you didn't get to see like the possibly picturesque sunrise that you may have, that you may like, you know, expect in your mind. But I will say that all the clouds kind of kept the sun from like blinding us. Like we were able to at least look into the sun because there were so many clouds. That being said, back to Rome. I did tons of walking, tons, tons, tons of walking. And it rained quite a bit off and on. And oddly enough, while I'm traveling, I do not mind being out in the rain because I always try to travel with sneakers that can get wet. Um, I have a trusty pair of gold rubber chucks that I think go with everything. Fight me. I will wear them with just about anything. And I uh, don't know where they are. I think they, palladium. I have a really nice pair of um, palladium boots that are pretty much water resistant. They don't, you know, I won't say that they're waterproof, but I'd say they're probably weatherproof, if you will. I wore those in Norway. My feet were cold as fuck when I did the Northern Lights, but that's because I only had one pair of socks on. Rookie move there on me, on my part. But um, I tried to absolutely travel with shoes that I know are conducive to what I intend to do when I arrive at a destination. So pro tip, if you know you wanna walk a lot, don't wear the cute sandals that you know, you know, you look good in, but you know, aren't exactly made for you getting from, you know, a point A and point B that are a very long distance apart from each other. But, you know, I had the right shoes. I always travel with a with an umbrella that I can fit in my pocketbook or whatever bag that it is I'm carrying. So I stay ready. And I feel as if being out and about in the rain kind of allows me to connect to an area a little bit differently for some reason. I feel as if it's more of a... I think that sometimes when you're on vacation, you let the rain dictate what it is you're doing. I know that you're not going to do water sports, right? But I think that exploring um, a city or exploring a neighborhood in the rain gives you a different perspective, right? Because when it picks up and it picks down, you know, when it slows up or if it, you know, speeds up, whatever, you run into a store, you dip into a bar or, you know, you step under an awning and you strike up a conversation with somebody else that's under an awning waiting for you or you stand in a corner or you're waiting for, you know, something to lighten up and you stop and you look around, you look at things differently because you're slowing down. That was my experience. I felt as if I was able to see the different parts of the city and it was also at night. So that made for, um, a really, I don't know, fun thing. I, I have this ability to kind of make shit fun for myself. And, um, I guess it's a skill. I think it's a skill. I enjoy said skill and I use it whenever necessary. And in this instance, I, I think it was, it, it fit and it made for an opportunity for me to understand from experience, because it's one thing to understand that you're capable because Duh. You kind of have a good gauge of what your own, you know, sensibilities and capabilities are for the most part in a lot of different instances. Right. But 
I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I can be hard-headed in certain instances, but I absolutely trust my ability to do things that I've done before, right? It seems like that follows. That makes sense. I would think that a few of you are with me on this train. Yeah, when you do something, you feel a little more, a little bit more confident with it. That being said, getting lost on the bus, being uncomfortable with how I'm being perceived by other people as the tourist with the backpack and the carry on and looking around on a map for what direction to go on. Because keep in mind, if you're using Google maps, you know, you got to walk a little bit for that dot to pick up. I don't know what North South, East, West are when I'm standing still. Some people are able to do that. God bless you weirdos. That's not my ministry. So I couldn't tell you if I'm going East on Smith street, can't do it. So I got to walk a block or two until I can see the blue dot moving and I can see if I'm moving in the right direction or not. That being said, between navigating the bus routes, figuring out where I was going from the bus to um, where I was staying, walking everywhere that I went. I didn't pay for a taxi, not once. I did everything on foot once I got, you know, to the area that I was going to be in and just really pushing through the rain, pushing through, you know, less than the greatest weather really kind of made me feel like I, oh, it was also, let me finish that thought. It really made me feel as if I were capable of existing in, uh, I guess a different location normally, if that makes sense. It made me feel as if I wasn't just on vacation. It made me feel as if I could be a normal person. I think I had started saying before how sometimes when we vacation, we let rain kind of dictate what we're going to do. Of course, we're not going to do water sports, but I don't want people to, well, since you're listening, right? I don't want you to possibly get into the habit of, you know, oh, it's raining. Let's stay on the resort. It's raining where you are. That's one. It might not be raining where it is you want to go. So depending on what it is you're trying to go, unless you're trying to go there to have a fucking picnic, try it, adventure out or pull it up on your phone and see whether or not what the weather in that area is, right? That being said, what you can also do is experience that area in the rain. Promise you, you might have a different outlook. You can still go outside or still go from one place to a restaurant, to a museum, to an aquarium. You can do a ton of shit indoors. Like not everything has to be outside. And also consider that depending on how bad the rain is, it ain't gonna kill you. It's just gonna get you wet. Um, So, those experiences in Rome were confidence boosting. And it also was the first time that I did a virtual yoga class. I remember I did a class with my homegirl Rochelle. Shout out to um, Rooted up in, I believe you're in Albany, I think. I know she's upstate. She's um, got a really great practice and she uh, was offering a, you know, uh, I think it was a one-off class or it was a, a new re, um, 
newly recurring class at the time. Don't fucking remember. But it was the first time I'd taken a virtual yoga class. And that kind of added to me feeling as if, wow, this whole digital nomad thing, like doing regular things that I would do at home while I'm on vacation. It kind of gave me a sense of not necessarily being on vacation, but just traveling. And I know for some of you that won't make sense. And I know that for others, it will absolutely resonate. Shit is going to hit. I really think that Rome, now that I'm saying it out loud, was one of the first trips where I felt like I was traveling and not vacationing. Although I was going to a ton of different um, touristy spots, like I went to go see the Parthenon, I went to go see, um, what is the, the Mouth of Truth or whatever that thing is, Vatican City and all of that. I went to all the touristy things, but I walked and I explored and I really felt like I tried to do as many regular things that I would do at home while I was there. And it kind of settled in for me, the thought that I could see a sense of normalcy while abroad. I can feel a sense of doing things that I would do at home while I'm vacationing. I mean, vacation turning more into just traveling, being someplace and not having to do the jet skiing, not having to do the tour guides, not having to do the, you know, carefully curated and pieced together experiences that just show up, that just, well, let's look up something to do. What's interesting to me today? What am I feeling like? And doing it. That was absolutely what I took from that trip. So for me, Rome kind of, you know, put that confidence in me that I could sustain and um, thrive in a different, you know, outside of New York. And I mean, I'd had the feeling before, but this was probably the furthest I'd been where I could probably say that uh, the feeling kind of resonated. I wouldn't do it in Rome. I wouldn't want to live in Rome. I didn't enjoy it that much. Uh, it just felt kind of cold. I didn't have any connection with any other people at all. Like I didn't, you know, make any friends. Oh, Nico. I want to say, I think his name is Nico. A friend of mine. What's up to Vinny? Uh, Vinny put me on to, I want to say, what is it called? Pink Elephant or something like that. I actually have one of the coasters because he gave me mad of the coasters. I have them all over the house. Uh, coasters from the bar. My friend Vinny put me on to this bar that he'd been to, said, shout out to the bartender, tell him I said hi. First night I went there, he wasn't there. Still had a drink, sat, talked to the bartender, was there for a little bit, really nice guy. I was actually only like a three minute walk from the bar. So I went back this uh, a second night and he was there cause I'd asked the bartender. And so I met the guy, bought me a drink. We talked, we had a really good time. He's mad cool. He's telling me about different parts in um, Italy and what was going on. So that was the only other person that I spoke to the entire time I was there outside of the shopkeeper where I bought um, one of my favorite travel bags. It's actually a bag that I just use a lot in regular life. I'm not really a pocketbook girl, but if I need a crossbody or a bag that I need to wear someplace because I need to go do a thing, that's probably my favorite one to use. I spoke to the shopkeeper. He was pretty cool. And 
I remember one of the pizza guys, he was a total tool, total fucking asshole. The guy was so fucking nasty. I hope he lives with perpetual paper cuts at least for a week. Um, not the rest of his life. That'd be kind of harsh. Uh, who else did I speak to? I think, oh, um, a couple of, uh, Africans that were trying to sell shit on, you know, on the street. That was it. Other than that, I didn't speak to not a single soul. Didn't talk to anyone. My, may have had to contact the host that was, you know, that owned the house that I was staying in, the apartment that I rented. But yeah, I felt like Rome was pretty cold, but kind of aligns with my life in New York. I don't talk to people outside. We ain't got no reason to speak to each other. We're not just striking up a conversation. But um, I started mentioning London. London was the first place that I thought I showed up without no plan. Like I flew in, I had no hotel booked. I had no hostel booked, no Airbnb booked. Ended up having what I think was an anxiety attack in the airport. I'm sitting here just crying. Thankfully, my dad called. Did a really good job of calming me down. Shout out to you, Senor Padre, because usually you're trash at it. Love you. But you are not very good at calming me down when I'm already anxious. This time, though, you came through. Appreciate you. Always appreciate you and always love you. But this time in particular, you did a good job. That being said, it started out terrible. And after kind of pulling it together and settling in to the hostel, I spoke to one of my homegirls. Again, I've mentioned before, shout out to Sharmila. She told me, you did not come this far to sit your ass on that hostel all night. Go outside. And I randomly um, linked the girl that was staying in the hostel with me. It was just like, oh, well, I can, you know, ride with me. I'm going to the club. You should come with me. But then she saw that I had a flannel shirt, a flannel button up and them palladium hiking boots and was just like, Maybe not, but you can take the cab with me to the city. And so I did. And I walked around the city again, started raining a little bit, walked around at night, had a really great time. Sometimes just going for a freaking walk someplace that you are totally clueless about. I just wandered around and I had a great fucking time. She dropped me off a couple miles away and I just walked back to the hostel. That was my trip. And I saw some of the shit that I came to see. I saw Big Ben. I saw the big red eye. I saw Buckingham Palace from a real, real far, maybe like, you know, maybe a mile or two away. I don't know. It looked mad far. But again, just because something starts out completely devoid of anything that you can see in the moment as being good, you're starting from the ground. You know, the whole, the Drake started from the bottom, right? Even though a trip doesn't start the way that you want it to, or even though an experience doesn't start the way you want it, even though an interaction, a conversation doesn't start the way you want it to, there is room for improvement. And these different trips that I've just discussed, these different experiences that I've had have all been different ways that I've personally grown um, my confidence in a few different ways. Like, like I said, in the beginning, there are different areas of confidence, right? Like you've got your work confidence, you've got self-confidence, you've got, you know, confidence in your relationship with different people that you have these different trips. Ooh, I can't fucking forget Colombia. 
Columbia gave me the confidence in manifesting the perfect trip. It gave me the confidence to speak my trips into existence. I went into Columbia saying that I wanted to connect with other creatives. And I promise you, like every day I met somebody new, another creative, we collaborated on different things. I had an entire photo shoot with a professional photographer out the blue. You know, I connected with, um, I don't know if her name was Rosa Caribe or if that's just her Instagram name, Laura. Her name is Laura and her Instagram is uh, Rosa Caribe. I met uh, with her and her boyfriend who's a photographer and we did head wraps and had a really, really great conversation just talking and eating. Like I met with, so I really had a great time with Chris uh, from, Chris Roca from, I think it's Experience Real Cartagena. We had a really good time and I met so many really, really dope girls just because I gave myself the permission to make friends. I absolutely said that I wanted to connect with incredible people abroad. This is a digital world. Welcome to the future. Thank you, Al Gore. This is such an incredible world that we live in where the internet and the world is now community. So there's no reason why you can't have friends and business partners and collaborators and, you know, uh, teammates from anywhere in the world. And I feel like that trip really, really gave me um, that confidence in my, I guess, I don't know why I want to say international creativity. No, it gave me the confidence in manifestation. It let me see that if I truly put intention behind something, if I really, you know, focus and like, it's possible. You can absolutely manifest your ideas into your life. And that trip, that really solidified that for me. That absolutely built that level Um that little niche of confidence for me. So I've had so many, so many incredible experiences where I feel as if I've grown as a person because I've taken the time to stop and listen, to stop and check in and really be intentional with how I am experiencing myself at that time in that space. And I have... um I'm really excited about this course that's coming out, guys, and I really can't wait for you to see it. So I would love if you could sign up for the mailing list. You can do that at travelandshippodcast.com so that you can be notified when that intentional traveler, um, you know, mindfulness course comes out and really help yourself help yourself. That That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm giving you the tools to be present with yourself. There are a lot of different ways to do it. And sometimes we get caught up in some of the routines that we're used to. And I found through my travels, I found through my connecting with, you know, other travelers, with other women that are involved in wellness, right? There's been a lot of talk of self-care. And a lot of times we think of, you know, primping and prodding and eyebrows and, you know, bubble baths and, I love them all. There is there's no wrong way to care for self. But I think a lot of times when we, you know, 
it can be easy to forget the inner workings, right? You can worry about, you know, putting yourself together to present well, which is important, but you also want to feel well. And I've found that in a lot of these different ways that we're presenting in the course, I've been able to um, use these tools to check in with how I'm experiencing myself so that I am aware of a different space or a different energy to hold on to going throughout the day. So again, travel is so much more than vacation. And I love coming here every week on this podcast to share with you guys the different ways that I absolutely see it being a real thing. So um, make sure to follow me on the socials, on Instagram, Travel and Shit, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T. And um, if you're on Facebook, there's a group on Facebook, Travel and Shit Podcast. And I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming, y'all. Bye. Oh, don't forget to leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you listen on, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. And I'll see you next week. Love you guys.